This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Here's my going there column from May 26, 2023. Award season brings a meaningful, full circle moment. I landed my first full-time job in journalism after somehow hoodwinking a brilliant publisher with a long track record of sound personnel decisions into deviating from that course and hiring me. It was 1992, and I had been on a family vacation on the California side of North Lake Tahoe when a chance meeting with a neighbor resulted in me having the unjustified audacity to walk into Jeff Ackerman's office at the North Lake Tahoe Bonanza newspaper and present myself as a professional journalist. My only experience had been as a general assignment reporter and occasional columnist for my college newspaper, and as a sports stringer, which is another word for amateur, for the San Gabriel Valley Tribune and the Los Angeles Times. Emboldened by some nice feedback on a couple of stories I had written, I was thinking I just might be able to make this journalism thing work. Miraculously, Jeff took a chance on me, making me a general assignment reporter, business editor, and later, sports editor. Named after a charming tourist attraction in Inclyde Village, Nevada, where the namesake TV series was shot, the weekly Bonanza was an old-time, bustling newsroom. Folks walked up to the front counter to complain, cajole, and occasionally compliment, and my first few weeks were a blur as I endeavored to stay afloat. I worked well into the night that summer, honing my stories and getting familiar with my newfangled Apple Macintosh Classic 2. To say I was green does a disservice to the color. I had recently turned on my very first computer at the Tribune, and my understanding of the mysterious, confounding machine ended there. My reporting then was naive at best, hokey and underinformed at its worst. It wasn't until much later that I realized how lucky I had been to have attended this fantastic journalism boot camp. I was the beneficiary of this on-the-job training due only to the kindness and patience shown to me by Jeff and my wonderful editor, James Robbins. Eventually, I got the hang of things and somehow managed to win a couple Nevada Press Association awards for investigative reporting. To have evolved from a terrified newbie to accepting an award in a low-ceilinged, smoke-filled casino ballroom in Elko, Nevada a couple years later felt surreal. Looking back today, it's even more far-fetched. Though my hourly wage at the Bonanza was a mere $9, my extremely modest budget included two extravagances. I'd buy the Sunday Sacramento Bee and San Francisco Chronicle newspapers, and every now and then I'd splurge on a weekday edition. The Bee was then, and is now, the paper of record for California politics. The Chronicle remains a beautiful old-school newspaper, replete with in-depth, quirky local coverage, and it was, of course, home to the late, great, Pulitzer-winning columnist Herb Cain. I'd sit on the porch of my tiny studio apartment with a million-dollar, 180-degree view of Lake Tahoe at $650 per month, I might add, and I'd devour those newspapers. The Bee and Chronicle read as otherworldly. Though I was technically a peer, I didn't for one second feel that way. They were in the big leagues, 
telling in-depth, complicated stories with an ease and a readability I could only aspire to. After my time at the Bonanza, I spent a decade in the entertainment industry, and my relationship with journalism shifted from participant to fan. When babies began appearing, I switched gears again to the world's most challenging yet fantastic job as a stay-at-home dad. When my kids were all in school and relatively self-sufficient, I began to mull rejoining the official workforce. I wasn't really thinking about journalism when former Courier editor Catherine Dunn asked me if I would come to work for her. I thought my journalism days were behind me. Still, I was intrigued at the prospect of giving it another go. Catherine and Courier publisher Peter Weinberger, just like Jeff Ackerman had 25 years prior, took a chance on me. Within a few weeks, I was again reveling in the thrills and spills of journalism. But also again, I had to find my sea legs. And after some squirrely early fits and starts, it worked out. I rediscovered my love of telling stories and my work got better over time. When I was offered the editor's job last summer, my primary fear was I would not be able to write as much due to the day-to-day managerial and editing demands of the new job. Now nearly a year in, my writing time has indeed been constrained, but as the months have passed, I've found spots to do what I love best. Over these past few years, I and my courier colleagues have been lucky to have our work recognized by the California Newspaper Publishers Association. It's always rewarding to know something you worked hard on and poured yourself into over weeks and months, sometimes years, has resonated. The Courier was winning multiple CNPA awards long before I got here. We won nine this year. Last year, we picked up 19, which is by far the most we've ever received in a year. And Stephen Felschenef won the statewide feature photo competition, the same trophy Peter Weinberger picked up in 2020. But our recent spate of CNPAs for writing in 2020, 2021, and now 2022 has been our first flurry of awards in those categories. Still, when the CNPA announced its statewide awards for column writing last week, I was taken aback. My own columns in the relatively dinky Claremont Courier were deemed second best in the statewide open category, right behind the San Francisco Chronicles, Heather Knight, and right in front of the Sacramento Bee's Yusef Beg. The realization of the coincidence hit me immediately. My name and the Courier's were sandwiched between those same two newspapers I'd poured over and deified as a cub reporter in Tahoe more than 30 years ago. It was a humbling, serendipitous, full-circle moment. The 158-year-old Chronicle, with six Pulitzer Prizes, a daily circulation of 60,000-plus, and a monthly reach of more than six million, is the largest newspaper in Northern California. The Bee, first published in 1857, has 90,000 daily print subscribers, six Pulitzers, and is the flagship publication of the massive McClatchy Company. It also reaches millions each month through its robust online presence. Here at The Courier, we also have a long history, having first published in 1908. But our physical circulation is less than 4,000, and we, thus far, have zero Pulitzers, and our modest website reaches mm, about 100,000 users in a good month. One of these things is not like the other. 
and I am very proud of that distinction. It's ludicrous to suggest the Courier could be looked upon as a contemporary of the Bee or the Chronicle. We're apples and oranges. But for this year, just like we were in 2020 and 2021, we are at the table. And that's not nothing. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Kremlin Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening. First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.